0: And the fact that bondholders have a senior position in the capital structure over equity holders, I I don't think that's going to get through to Tesla bulls in time to, to help save their investment money. The TeslaQ podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended for and should not be used as financial, investment, or trading advice. Research associated with fiscal decisions should be conducted elsewhere. The host of the show possesses no license or credentials to warrant accepting advice based on what is heard on the TeslaQ podcast. Additionally, even though the host and guests may hold positions in companies discussed on the show, they don't have insights into the next time step of the simulation. Therefore, do not make any financial decisions based on the contents of this podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number 22 of the Tesla Q podcast. Today's episode is going to cover approximately midday February 25th through pretty late into the evening on February 28th. As always, if you'd like to contribute to the podcast, you can go to the Square Cash app and search for Tesla Q podcast. That's TSLAQ podcast or go to cash.me slash Tesla Q podcast. Sorry, debit card only. I still need to get on the ball and set up a Patreon account. Also, if you want some Shorty merchandise, go to the Shorty store. That's at evacuationboy.com. Really quick uh, review. In episode 21, we left off talking about purchase obligations and the confidential treatment orders that were filed on February 25th for Tesla's 10K exhibits. A couple of those were related to Panasonic and Tesla's contracts with Panasonic and purchase obligations so picking up from there there's a there was a little bit of speculation during the day on Monday February 25th that Elon Musk's 500,000 guidance might have been somewhat related to their purchase obligations with Panasonic that of course is just speculation nothing known on that same day Monday February 25th Elon Musk had two different tweets one said fate loves irony frankly too much And another one said that meetings are a valuable use of time, which I imagine was sarcastic. And that one included a meme with several pigeons that were looking into a mirror. This, of course, was the same day as the SEC contempt request came out. So, not clear if his meeting was about him finding out that the SEC was attempting to file him in in contempt, find him in contempt, or whether it might have been related to the $35,000 Model 3 that was revealed later in the week on Thursday. My thought is that the Model 3 reveal was possibly a response to the SEC contempt news, either that or simply that their demand had fully dried up for the higher sales price Model 3s. It is most likely one of those two situations. Same day, Monday, February 25th, there was news uh, from the local news down in South Florida that the Model S that was involved in the Davy crash reignited three separate times after being towed or at least after it was initially uh, extinguished. So just a slight little piece of news. Also same day got a new top contribution to the podcast and that was from a Tesla Q mom. So she actually beat out uh, someone who I believe manages something around a billion dollars of money. So go Tesla Q moms. Any other moms out there get on the cash app or if you can't give through that method get in touch with me some other way big news of that monday february 25th was the sec contempt request of course that's been covered in great depth elsewhere Uh, i'm actually recording this on monday march 11th which is the day that elon musk's response to that contempt request had to be filed so that'll be all over the news I have no special insights into that. Nothing particular to add. So we'll move on to February 26th, which was a Tuesday. That's the day that I released the interview with Ed McCabe as episode number 20. Also on that day, there was a really good article from Ed Niedermeyer that talked about how Tesla has basically become all about Elon Musk and is basically fully wrapped up in Elon Musk as a person. Uh, Bertel Schmidt called it Ed's leitmotif, which is basically a recurrent theme throughout a literary work, which Ed has written a book about Tesla recently, and apparently that's the the main theme that goes throughout the book. I look forward to reading it once it's available. I must have been busy that day because I didn't. Ha- I don't have any other notable tweets from that day written down in my notes. But moving on to Wednesday, February 27th, Which is actually late, late at night on Tuesday, depending on how you you classify it. But uh, that's when Elon Musk changed his Twitter name to Elon Tusk and tweeted that there would be some Tesla news coming out on Thursday at 2 p.m., which was California time, so 5 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, The share price melted up throughout the day on Wednesday the 27th and into Thursday the 28th. Another piece of news from that same... Wednesday the 27th the Chicago Boring Tunnel Project seemed to be possibly dead because neither mayoral candidate was on board with it. Another possibility is that maybe Antonio Gracias has simply lost some some political power within Chicago. Uh, it, it was noted on Tesla Q Twitter that both Antonio Gracias and Elon Musk had donated money to Rahm Emanuel's campaign at different times. He's the... I'm I think he's still the current mayor of Chicago. Same day, Wednesday the 27th, Tesla Charts posted a thread that had a little bit of an accident reconstruction of the Davy crash. He tagged the NHTSA and NTSB accounts in that thread. He posted it at 10.42 a.m. that day. So if you want to search for it, uh, the easiest way would be to search for Tesla Charts and Davy, and you should be able to find it pretty easily on Twitter. As part of a response to that thread... Another Twitter user uh, is Tesla worth zero is the Twitter handle posted some instructions on how to make a submission to the NHTSA's Office of Inspector General to help encourage them to actually investigate the crash. I saw that several people on Twitter made submissions to that that day, and later in the week, which is f- past the the last of my notes for this particular episode. It was announced that that crash and the subsequent crash are both being investigated. There were there was a report shortly after that crash that the NHTSA would not be investigating it, which was part of what prompted Tesla charts to, to make that thread. Same day, there were some photos. Uh, these may have not come out that day exactly, but at some point on that day, they were, looking back through my tweets, there was some discussion about Uh, Tesla that had burned on a frozen lake. There were some people that went out on this lake to fish and somehow the Tesla caught on fire and the pictures were were pretty incredible of that. Thursday, February 28th, there was an article in the LA Times by Michael Hiltzik that basically stated that any Tesla equity holders that are still holding at this point, if they get harmed, it's basically their own fault because there have been red flag after red flag about tesla and about elon musk and all the the dangers of holding this equity my thought is still that that so many of the tesla bulls don't truly understand how a capital structure works and the fact that bondholders have a senior position in the capital structure over equity holders i I don't think that's going to get through to Tesla bulls in time to to help save their investment money, but they should have become more educated in advance, I guess is all I can say. Same day, Thursday the 28th, Quote the Raven Research, who has an excellent podcast, tweeted out that Tesla's share price was up $36 per share from the time of Mondays, which was Monday, February 25th, the announcement that the SEC was requesting that Elon Musk be found in contempt of their settlement agreement. And, of course, the biggest news of Thursday, February 28th, was the 5 p.m. announcement that the $35,000 Standard Range Model 3 was now available. Other big part of that news was that they were going to be closing... A substantial portion of their stores to help be able to afford the six percent price drop for their vehicles the crazy thing though was that they they didn't actually tell the employees of the stores in advance so these employees all found out basically at the same time as everybody else through the news through the the I think it was a blog posting at the time about the announcement and of course they also had the very exclusive phone call with journalists. Select journalists got the invite to that. Immediately upon hearing the news of the store closings, many people on Tesla Q Twitter were pointing out that when Tesla bought Solar City or acquired Solar City, bailed out Solar City is is the preferred term by many in Tesla Q Twitter. The big thing was that they'd be able to cross sell to customers solar roofs while also selling them cars in the stores. So I don't know what the idea was for the Tesla solar side of the business with the planned store closings when that was the plan for the very short time period that 10 days approximately that 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 plan was in place. Part of the craziness of the call was that at the beginning of the call, they requested that it not be recorded and that transcripts not be shared. This seemed to many in Tesla Q Twitter to be a rather gross reg fd violation which is the regulation about fair disclosure that's actually fairly new i think it just came into being subsequent to maybe the mid-90s or so so it's not a rule that's been in place since the securities and exchange commission was set up back in 1934 but it is still a regulation that's in place Uh, another big part of that news that wasn't really publicized by Tesla but turned out to be the case was that there were really big price drops for the Model S and the Model X. And this basically kills residual values for all of the existing used cars, including Tesla's existing inventory. Uh, There was one particular comedian who has something like a hundred thousand or more followers on Twitter who was very upset about this because he had just purchased a Model X for his wife I believe on Wednesday, February 27th, and the very next day, the price got cut by something like $6,000. Uh, some of the price cuts in Australia and a few other places were even much, much greater than the 6% drop. So I'm sure that Chris Titus wasn't the only upset customer, but he was maybe the most vocal. The fact that the salespeople had no idea in advance that the stores were gonna be closing is pretty pretty crazy it also seems that Tesla didn't consider the leases for their stores there was a Wall Street Journal article this past week uh, the first week of March that discussed that which may or may not have contributed to the reversal of the store closure decision or partial reversal at least another item with the the exclusive phone call there was a Tesla Q Twitter user who was able to get his hands on a recording and actually made a transcript and made the transcript available well before Tesla made the actual audio available on their website. So that was a fun thing. That was Paul Hootner who's also been keeping track of the Tesla executive departures. And from his transcript, we learned that there were many questions that Elon Musk refused to answer. One in particular was about margins and several other topics that he said weren't part of that call. Uh, He continued to be kind of all over the map about the 2019 production guidance, which may or may not relate to the purchase obligations for Panasonic and or may also relate to setting up a retroactive defense for for the SEC's contempt findings against him. And a, a very poignant tweet from Lynette Lopez on the night of February 28th was, and this is her tweet, I've never thrown a football, but I know what a Hail Mary looks like. And another item that came up the same night was that several people pulled up a tweet from the Tesla Twitter account from December 10th that announced that 11 new stores were gonna be opening. So that was fun. And same night is when I finally got my initial Shorty merchandise, and I tweeted a picture of it, and that's where we're gonna end this particular episode. Of the Tesla Q podcast. Uh, if you want your own shorty merchandise, go to evacuationboy.com. Maybe even try an old offer code that was included back in January. It was Q15 and it got 15% off. It may or may not still work. I don't know. It's worth a shot, though. And with that, we'll call it episode number 22 of the Tesla Q podcast. Bye bye.